This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Locate AMI-audio right from your TV. Shaw Cable subscribers, check us out on uh, channel 825. Rogers Ignite customers, you guys can find us over on channel 146. Visit AMI.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. I'm Kelly McDonald with my co-host, Ramya Muthan. So, Kels, last month we spoke to our friend Young Wang, who is back again. We're we're basically uh, getting to know Young and all the different things that she finds um, interesting to talk about and insightful through these conversations. And today, the topic at hand is lawns, aesthetics, and diversity. So, Young, welcome back to the show. How's it going? Hello, good. Thank you. Hello, Kelly and Remya. Nice to be here again. Well, nice to have you back. And this is a really uh, curious conversation for mm-hmm. me. So maybe we should start with some of the context as to why this um, subject was chosen for today. You had a visit to a friend's party recently. So what did you notice there that you wanted to bring up today in conversation? Mm-hmm. So my friend Helen Lee and her husband threw a party for East and West Learning Connections members back in July. And she called it um, a taste of summer herbs party <laughs> in her garden. Um, so she grows a lot of herbs in her garden. And um, we chatted over cold drink and cold drinks and uh, cocktails uh, with the herbs that she grows. And um, their garden is absolutely beautiful. Um, she is someone who um, has a lot of uh, environmental awareness. So she uh, and her husband grow some vegetables, uh, herbs, uh, trees, and different species, uh, species um, uh, grass. Because um, she wants to keep her backyard garden diverse in species. And also all those grass, they're native species, and they do not grow tall. So you don't have to mow them. Right. Uh, like a clover, yeah, clover, uh, like violet, um, like creeping jenny, birth food, or uh, uh, carpet uh, bugleweed, uh, a lot. Um, so keep it uh, in low maintenance, but that doesn't mean uh, no management. Actually, she spends a lot of time doing research and, of course, getting her hands dirty and her backyard. <laughs> garden is absolutely neat and beautiful and energizing. So we all wanted to stay there for as long as possible. Wow. But, um, inter- yeah, interestingly, uh, they keep their front yard as that regular, like, uh, lawn, just like everybody else in the neighborhood. So how because, come that's uh, interesting to you when you say that? I mean, and again, mm-hmm. I always think of a garden out back. I know people have bush and sometimes garden of some sorts, maybe flowers to, for, for the look out front. But I always think of that's the lawn. People come to the house, you walk in. It's interesting that, that, that it kind of does it puzzle you that they, they, they would choose to do it that way. And then you go out back and it's like a different world. Oh, well, 
she just wants to keep it like uh, naturalized along, so it does not need a lot of fertilizer, right. does not need a lot of water, does not, you don't have that noise of mowing machine, so it's quite uh, good to the environment. And yeah. also those, those species, they can cover the ground very well, they keep the soil and moisture very well, um, so they're good to the environment. Um, but the, the lawns, actually, they, they take up a lot of water and they do not keep the soil as those native species. Very um, interesting. So, yeah, yeah. Huh. It's like an uh, opposite, isn't it? But they want to keep it? it in the front. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. But they look lovely, but they're not, you know, native and they are actually uh, very high maintenance. So actually, historically... People, um, people, you know, develop them to show as a status, like a symbol for status. Like yep. you have the wealth and you have the time to keep such, you know, expensive <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> energy-consuming thing. Yeah. yeah, if you look at TV especially, or well, and, and go into affluent neighborhoods and stuff like that, big lawn out front. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So that's... Uh, uh, people yeah want to want to keep that it is beautiful it is uh, lovely uh and also it is a symbol for status right and and to right. show your kind of attitude toward toward life like middle class toward upper class something like that yeah and I'm curious about that because um, there was something else that caught your attention, which was this article from CBC uh, regarding the this front lawn concept, right? Like what it's supposed to look like, what it's not, what it's – I guess the, the real thing is that things are changing in the way that we think of gardens, backyard, front yard, lawn quote, um, and what that's supposed to look like. So um, it, should I give you some, should I give everybody some context on this article and then we can discuss? Sure. Could you please? Because that, that couple's story is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's very interesting. Could you please uh, yeah, bring it up to uh, for our audience, please? Yeah. So the title uh, of the CBC article was Couples Win for uh, Forces Smith's Falls to Revisit Approach to Naturalized Lawns. Um, and this is from May 30th, 2022. So Beth and Craig St. Clair, this is just a summary, by the way, just a quick synopsis. Uh, Beth and Craig St. Clair moved from Seattle to Smith's Falls, Eastern Ontario, 10 years ago. They planted trees and other native species in front of their house, and the city ordered them to rip up their naturalized lawn after some neighbors complained about the appearance of the front yard. They contested that order in Ontario Superior Court, and as uh, Nina Marie Lister, professor at the School of Urban and Regional Planning at Toronto Metropolitan University said, it's a little bit odd that we're still adopting a kind of very old colonial mentality that the only thing for a yard is a monoculture or single species turf grass that isn't even native. And it takes an enormous amount of water, energy, and puts um, furniture fertilizers, and sometimes pesticides to maintain this very outdated idea. While natural lawns can be a great benefit to pollinators such as bees and butterflies and make a difference to ecology, the town backed down and was revisiting the bylaw to uh, recognize the merits both for wildlife and for the natural environment. However, St. Clair said the fight wasn't over. He said, 
Until the bylaws change in all the 400 municipalities in Ontario, I don't feel very satisfied. I want everybody in Ontario to not just have the right to do it, but for it to be encouraged. So we can restore so much of nature in our lawns. Um, and Young, I'll hand it over to you. So what part of this is intriguing uh, for, from what you saw at your friend's house? Yeah, they're pretty much aligned with each other idea, right? So mm-hmm. it is good that naturalized lawns, they're good to ecology. Um, but um, traditionally here, people have that aesthetic, like you need to keep your lawn tidy in that, you know, single <laughs> uh, format, right? The mm-hmm. those turf grass lawns, even they they're not actually good to environment. But at the time, back in old days, people did not really n- know about this environmental effect. So they just think, oh, this is good. This is you know uh, expensive, so it's good. But in nowadays, we we care so much about environment and. Uh, um, we are more aware of this uh, naturalized thing, maybe better. So, yeah. yeah but I, just, even but just thinking about but, dandelions, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like right now, we're t- a lot of us are talking about yeah. weeds uh, and then what is actually considered a weed because technically weeds are just something we created. Like we're, we're like, oh, we don't like this, so it's a weed. It's problem. Yep. And dandelions, um, they're saying, are, are way more beneficial than they are harmful to leave them in our yards rather than pick every last one because it looks ugly. Especially for the pollinators. And and exactly. I think that mm-hmm. that is the, the problem we've had over the years is what you're saying about the aesthetics, the, the fact that communities make a decision themselves about the neighborhood. And if, you know, the Smiths have a nice lawn, well, the, the Joneses have got to have a nice lawn and the McDonald's yep. over there have got to, it, it becomes that. And, and I think your question of who decides and again, mm-hmm. unless you're doing something that's against the municipal ordinance, the community decides and you always have your outlier or the people that don't want to follow that. And then what do we do to them? Oh, I'll shrun them. Turn your back on them. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, uh, this couple, they, they thought um, the com- uh, complainants used the city bylaw to exert their own mm, aesthetic. Yep. So, yeah. So, but there's, I think there's a fine line between like bringing uh, more nature into our, our yards uh, and uh, negligence of the appearance uh, to the neighborhood. So the latter is no good as well. But the the fine line is who should get the say <laughs> to say, you know, mm-hmm. which one is better or good. So I'd really like to to see you know, hear your opinion on this. Well, I know for myself, it, it is one of those things, like you said, the, you know, the neighborhoods, you keep up, you want a neighborhood appearance, people have a value on their homes, you want always to have the most, that's our biggest thing is, you know, don't deteriorate the neighborhood in any way. I find it interesting, mm-hmm. though, by the way you presented, because the backyard, they're, they're peaceful, isolated you know, they can have the herbs, they can have the grasses they want, but out front they felt the need to have the, the, the typical mm-hmm. lawn, whether it was convenience or whatever, or because, yeah, but the rest of the neighborhood, we tend to, it's almost like a movie, uh, a movie 
site building where you have the the real front of the building so for the film that they're making you see the front of the building but you go through the door into it hey there's nothing back here but here <laughs> that is where they're allowed to have their yeah the facade once you go through yeah. it you, there's their garden in that room mm-hmm. yeah i mean it, it is quite interesting because yeah, my mom ahead. my mom's front yard is the same way right she takes care of it and manicures it and makes sure it looks because there's the comparison to yes. how, what does it look like to the left and right of me um but the backyard is a completely different environment but young you were going to talk about um i'm hoping this quick story of a chinese philosopher before we go Oh, yeah, because a really different culture. They have a different aesthetic uh, perception. So when I came to Canada, I noticed like people could, like remove the falling leaves on their lawns like almost immediately because uh, mm-hmm. they think they're kind of like garbage, right? It's um, messy. But in my culture, actually, we have like tons of poems about falling leaves and it always gives me a poetic feel to see them on the lawn. And uh, this uh, Chinese philosopher, uh, she she dies. Uh, he dies in 1986 at the age of 89. So, um, and his area is in aesthetics. So, once his students offered to help him uh, collect all the uh, falling leaves in his yard and move them, but he stopped them and he said, "No, no, no! I, I want to leave those leaves on the ground. I want them to." accumulate like in layers so uh, when it rains i get to enjoy uh, listening to raindrops mm. on the leaves it's beautiful so that is a very typical and oriental perception of beauty of the nature um yeah so yeah so i have this uh, uh, this uh, how to say conflicting idea about falling leaves cuz here if you don't collect them the neighbors would, you know, complain about it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not good. Yeah. But, and they yeah, get actually, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's quite yeah. interesting because when you talk to a gardener, um, <laughs> you'll probably hear something similar, right? Or or the, the perceptions of what it means to have all these different things going on and who it helps and how it relates back to us caring about nature. But then at the end of the day, you're asking who makes the decision on the aesthetics, mm-hmm. on how we uh, keep our backyards, our front yards. Young, this is very, very interesting to think about. Thank you so much, and we'll chat with you next month. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye for now. Take care. Young Wang is our uh, contributor. She's a journalist, and she joins us monthly. She'll continue to join us for insightful conversations like this one on lawns and aesthetics. Coming up next... On our Voices segment today, we chat with former AMI presenter, now, of course, comedian, DJ Demers joins us in just a moment here on Kelly at Company. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.